Okay. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, folks. Welcome to episode two of Transatlanticism. We're so glad you're here. Mm-hmm. Last episode, we talked about food. Um, and uh, at the end of this episode, we'll do some corrections uh, because I got some very angry messages from my mother um, about food. Did you? <laughs> I shouldn't say very angry. She'll be mad that I said that. No, but I did get some um, actually this is what it is kind of things. So we'll talk about that at the end. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. But this week, this fortnight, because it's every two weeks, um, fun fact for our American listeners, fortnight, though it seems like a really old school word to you, is used very frequently here in the UK. They do a lot of things fortnightly, including our podcast. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, um... This week we've decided to talk about, uh, because of what we've all just gone through, the holidays. We've all just gone through. <laughs> well, some people might feel that they've gone through them. We we thrived through them. We had a great time enjoying them. Not everybody enjoys the holidays as much, though. No, yeah. But we wanted to talk about um, not just the holidays at the end of the year, but holidays in general throughout the year. Um, maybe we'll begin with the ones that we've all just... Yeah, I think that's better. Yeah, go um, through, yeah. So it's funny because I was thinking about how in America, or perhaps maybe this is just personal, but I think about, quote-unquote, the holiday season. And to me, it starts at Thanksgiving. Even though between Thanksgiving and Christmas there's no other holiday, that's when it starts. And what I was also thinking about, um, about the Christmas, about Christmas in the U.K., is that Christmas is unmitigated by Thanksgiving here. So at least here, at least in the U.S., when you are going to celebrate, when you're thinking about the Christmas season coming up, um, most people wait until after Thanksgiving to sort of go fully into Christmas. Whereas as soon as Halloween is over in the U.K., people are like, Christmas is coming! They're so excited because there's nothing to kind of pause them between the beginning of November um, all the way to December 25th. Um, pe- Christmas in the UK. People are just wild about Christmas here. And there's Christmas markets and there's Christmas fairs and there's Winter Wonderland and there's so much Christmassy stuff here that I just don't feel is as, I don't know, as intense as in the US. What, that Christmas here isn't as intense? No, Christmas here is more intense. Oh, maybe, yeah. I guess so, yeah. We do always play Christmas music really early in shops. Yeah. That's like a public joke is, oh, God. November 1st. Eternal Christmas music. Right, yeah. Um, But one thing that kind of stops that from happening in the U.S. is that people feel, generally, I think, you don't start the Christmas, Christmassy stuff, you don't put up your tree, you don't play the music on the radio or whatever, until after Thanksgiving, which is the end of November, the fourth Thursday in November. So, what, what for our British listeners, what is Thanksgiving? I knew you were going to ask me this, and I feel like this is a really big um, Pandora's box that we don't necessarily want to open because I might get on a little bit of a soapbox about what Thanksgiving is slash was originally intended to be slash et cetera. But generally, Thanksgiving is... Yeah, in a nutshell. Supposed to be the celebration of the first meal between, (laughs) it's so stupid, 
between Native Americans and the uh, settlers, the pilgrims, where apparently at some point they all sat down and had a lovely meal together. Um, a lovely meal. It being 2018, I think we all know that never happened. <laughs> um, and most of the Native Americans were brutally murdered by the pilgrims, but um, or accidentally brutally murdered by smallpox. Anyhow, um, that is what Thanksgiving kind of originally was supposed to be. We're beginning to come away from that myth of, I don't know, whiteness, um, which I think is good. But nowadays, I feel, and I think personally, I think Thanksgiving is just a time for your family to come together and eat a hell of a lot of food. And there's a lot of typical, funnily enough, there's a lot of typical Thanksgiving foods that having my first British Christmas this year, I discovered our British Christmas foods, like turkey. Oh, yeah, but wouldn't you have turkey at Christmas? Some people do, but not necessarily. Turkey is the Thanksgiving thing. Oh, really? Yeah. So what do you have at Christmas, then? Ham. Or just ham? I don't know. I think a lot of families are different. But, yeah, you you might have turkey, too, but... I think the big Christmas thing would be a ham. Oh, okay. Really? <laughs> yeah. This is a weird... Why on Thanksgiving? I don't know. It's the, it's the turkey and it's the stuffing, which I saw, you know, which your mom made on, on Christmas. Mm. Um, cranberry sauce. Yeah, so I think that's... I don't know why that is. I don't know if there is a reason. I just think it's an interesting, perhaps, coincidence that... What you all eat on Thanksgiving. What we eat on Thanksgiving, you guys eat on Christmas. Hmm. There's a lot of specifically British Christmas foods, though, I've noticed. Because when I came back into work after Christmas and was telling my colleagues, oh, I just had my first British Christmas, this one girl kind of listed off. She's like, did you have this? Did you have this? Did you have this? Did you have this? And we had some of them, but not all of them. Oh, really? What else bread, did she... Bread pudding? Is that a thing? Does her family have bread pudding? That's what she said, yeah. Oh, God. She said, that's a big Christmas thing, bread pudding. And I said, no, we did not Ooh. have bread pudding. I wouldn't say bread pudding is a... Anyway, we're getting more into foods than holidays, but I wouldn't say bread pudding what? is a traditional British Christmas food. They're also intrinsically connected, food and holidays, I think. Mm, yeah, true. Most holidays, I think, have become just an excuse to eat an particular to foods. Eat food, yeah. And a lot more food than you usually eat, just all together with your family. So... Yeah, so Thanksgiving, Christmas. Can you talk a little bit about, uh, around this time of year, a holiday that we don't do in America, which is Boxing Day? Oh, so um, Boxing Day is a... Um, uh, Boxing Day is a... Uh, really, it's quite an old British thing. It was essentially because the servants in big houses couldn't... You couldn't do Christmas Day. They didn't really get Christmas Day off. They had to work and, you know, give people food and serve the masters the dinner and all that kind of stuff. So Boxing Day uh, was a holiday given to them so that they could go and, you know, all the normal people could go and open presents and have, like, a mini Christmas Day. Um, in modern times here in the UK, uh, Boxing Day doesn't really have a significance. I mean, really, it, there, are, there are sales because the shops all open after Christmas Day and they all go, oh, let's get rid of all our Christmas, um, all our this year stuff really soon. So let's have a big sale. 
But also, it's interesting because Boxing Day is still a bank holiday here, isn't it? Oh yeah, still a bank holiday. Yeah. So that means that、um, still, like fancy people don't have to go to work. The people who run all the shops do because the shops are open. It's sort of ironic how it's swapped now, isn't it? Yeah, that is weird. I wonder why that happened. But no, yeah. So interestingly, Boxing Day is wrapped up in the British aristocracy. Yes. But it's still celebrated, and now, of course, it's become the backwards thing where the rich people who have fancy jobs can still stay home. So that's interesting, though. So that's Boxing Day, yeah, and we don't have that in America, of course. We wouldn't have had that though, because as we said, its its roots are in the sort of master-servant. Into a very class system, Downton which is more、right? here in the UK than because you don't really have that kind of. Anyway, we'll explore that in another episode. But yeah, yeah, the class system, right? Yeah, I mean, we have classes for sure, but it's not as I think well defined where it wasn't、um, in the US. Okay, so that's Boxing Day, and then we all do we all do New Year's, obviously. We'll do New Year's Eve. But I was thinking something I wanted to just mention because I don't know if you know about this.、Um, And as I said, it goes back to food because holidays are intrinsically connected to food. But、um, do they have any? Are there any foods in the UK that you're supposed to eat at New Year's for luck or anything like that? Does that tradition exist? No. So there's a few traditions that exist.、Um, the main one that I know about because I grew up in the South is that Southerners think you should, for luck, for prosperity in the New Year. Either your first your first meal in the new year should be black eyed peas and collard greens. What? Because black eyed peas swell when they're cooked, so that's like a symbol of prosperity, growth. And collard greens are meant to represent money because they're green. And so, a lot of Southerners traditionally eat those two things on the on the new in the new year. Just them, or do they have things on the side? Um, I think there's like a whole soul food menu that you could do on the New Year. Oh my、um, god! I don't know about it because, like I said, that's not a tradition necessarily in my family, but it is a Southern tradition. And I did see a few of my friends on Facebook posting the pictures of their black eyed peas and collard greens. No way! Yeah, that's so weird. Well, I don't know if it's weird. I just think it's different. That's their tradition. But when, where did that come from? What I just said. They they think because black eyed peas. I read a few. There's sort of nobody knows where the tradition came from. There's just a few sort of like myths, legends that some say that those were the those were the two foods that emancipated slaves were allowed to or had and had a lot of、oh, had a bounty、really? of. So they were the, those were the ones they cooked, and when the slaves were emancipated, they were officially done so on New Year's Day. So it was like the first time they were free. But that's just a That's kind of like folklore. Nobody really knows where it came from, but it's been passed down and down and down. And so, well, we have we have, we actually have weirdly we have those kind of traditions here in the UK as well. On, let me just pull it up because I was looking at you know things for New Year's Day and stuff. And、um, so, on New Year's Eve、uh, in in Scotland,、uh, there's a tradition which is called first footing. Have you ever heard of that before?、Mm-mm. So,、um, what that's meant to be is、uh, after the stroke of midnight. Uh, after you've done, you know, your New Year's kiss and stuff like that,、um, you're meant to have someone is meant to like leave the house.、Uh, typically, it has to be a tall,、uh, dark-haired stranger,、um, and they have to knock on the door, and you open it up, and they have to be the first foot in. And apparently, 
that's supposed to bring good luck, and they have to bring some gifts and things with them. So things like, uh, like oh God, what was it? Something to do with coal and like either some coins or like some foods. So someone or, you know leaves the house and comes back and pretends to be a stranger. Yeah, do you know? And I, 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 I was like, oh, that's a bit. That's that's very unique. But then I remembered when I was young that. Um, on the millennium, I think we, I think my family actually did that because really? I remember being around my cousins, and New Year's happened, and we were like Happy New Year, oh, 2000, woo! And um, someone, someone got someone, someone got someone out. I think someone got one of our family friends to go outside, or he, or he did it like voluntarily, hmm. and then he came in with like with like some stuff and handed out things to everyone and i remember at the time being like oh what the hell's going on because of course i was only like seven six six i was probably six horrifying that you were six years old the millennium um (laughs) i remember at the millennium the house the party that we were at my family the young boys who were around my age when it struck midnight they turned the lights off because they wanted everybody to think that y2k had happened But they forgot the Christmas tree, so the Christmas tree remained lit. All the lights on the Christmas tree remained lit, but all the other lights turned off, so everyone knew that the power... They tried to prank you with Y2K. Yeah, it was very funny. Oh, my God. And everyone sort of was, like, gasping, but then everyone saw that the Christmas tree was still on and was like, oh, it was just the boys playing a prank. (laughs) Really funny. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about some... I think what's... Interesting is we have, of course, some of the same holidays throughout the year, um, but we celebrate them at different times. So when's Mother's Day? Well, Mother's Day, it's it's always in, in uh, June, no March. March so right. it's like the end of March. Like this, 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 um, this year, it's um, the thirty first of March. Yeah, and it's always the second Sunday in May in America. The second Sunday in May. Mm-hmm. See, why? Why are they different? I don't know. And I remember when I first moved here, when we when I was living, when we were living in Birmingham, um, March came the first year I lived here, and everyone was freaking out. Oh, I got to send my mom a card. I got to send my mom a card. And I was like, how could it? How could it already be Mother's Day? I'm so confused. And I didn't realize that your Mother's Day was different from my Mother's Day. So I didn't need to send my mom a card in March. That's so because... weird. I mean, we have the same calendars and stuff. I wonder right. why. Because it's the same. We have Father's Day, but our Father's Day is always in June. Mm-hmm. It's the third Sunday in June. And our Father's Day, this is the 16th of June. So for all all those Let's sons out there, okay, the two dates, right, are the 31st of March and the 16th of June. That's Sunday the Mother's Day. And Father's Day, so, so gents, put that in your calendars, okay? And and don't forget because we always always gents? do because because boys are terrible and mm. we forget all the time. True, and it's always us guys sitting around and going, "Oh man, it's it, oh we've still got to do Mother's Day. When is it?" And everyone's like, "Oh, it's oh it's this Sunday." And I'm, oh what? <laughs> and you can run out and so thirty first of March, sixteenth of June. <laughs> put, put it in, in your calendars. calendars. And put an alert two weeks before. Um, another holiday that we do in May that you guys don't have is Memorial Day. So Memorial Day is the last Monday of May, and that is to celebrate all of those who died while serving, kind of in any of the wars that America was a part of 
That's Memorial Day. But we also have Veterans Day, which is to celebrate all the veterans of those wars. And Veterans Day is November 11th, which is the same as Remembrance Day. Remembrance Day. What, and I think Remembrance Day used to be called Armistice Day. Um, and I just I learned about this recently. I wish I could remember. I'll have to look it up and tell you in the next episode. But they changed the name from Armistice Day to Remembrance Day at some point in your history because they wanted, I think, to, for it to remember all of the soldiers who had died, not just those in World War One. But so I think that the U.S. government decided to coincide Veterans Day with Armistice Day purposefully, with Remembrance Day purposefully. So that is... Um, in November, remembering all the veterans. Mm, yeah, we did. Why, why do we do that? I, mean, I thought because I thought they were two separate days. No, they're the same. I learned. Can't remember why Helen I learned about Sines it. Remembrance Day. Recently, um, and then another holiday that we have that you guys don't is Labor well, Day. Or do you have a version of Labor Day? I don't need, really. I don't really know what Labor Day is. Labor Day just All is I know is that to... you, you don't wear white after it. And I don't know why you don't wear white after it, but apparently that's an American thing. Well, that they're you not. Don't wear white they're after not. Con- they're not connected. The, like that's the re- that's so funny. The reason, the reason that we celebrate Labor Day has nothing to do with the wearing of white. The wearing of white after Labor Day is a thing that the fashion industry invented because Labor Day, which is the beginning of September, mm-hmm. signifies the end of summer. Mm-hmm. And white is the summer color. You shouldn't, quote unquote, shouldn't wear it in the fall, the autumn, or oh, the winter. Okay. So, but it has nothing to do with actual oh, Labor Day. Oh, that's not actually part of the holiday. No, Labor oh. Day is to cele- to celebrate workers. It's like a, and it's a day off from work. So it's to celebrate all those who work in labor, and then they have a day off. Hmm. And then, of course, <laughs> what do you guys call? Um, don't you call it the American War for Independence? Is that what you call the war, the, what we call the Revolutionary War? The American Revolution. But also the American War for Independence? Or did I make that? I swear something. Well, we don't go around in conversation going, oh, yes, the American War of Independence, yes. Yeah, but in the history books, I've, I've read Well, in, in the history, history books, books, yeah, of course you call it the American War of Independence. That's yeah. its official title. But right. in everyday conversation, it would be the American Revolution. Yeah. We just have, I don't I don't think in America we're ever referring it to. Oh yeah, your we Independence call Day. I forgot you had your Independence Day um, celebration, mm-hmm. which is July Fourth. Oh yeah, and all the fireworks and stuff. Yeah, so that's the big day that we do fireworks. Let's talk about your firework holiday, which is the fifth of November. Yes, it's the fifth of November. It's called Bonfire Night, or you can call it Guy Fawkes Night. Uh, so in about uh, the 1600s, uh, when James I was the king, uh, he was a uh, he was uh, he was Protestant king, right? And um, so England at the time was Protestant and Catholic, and the Catholics were really mad because there was a lot of anti-Catholic uh, sentiments, and um, people were just horrible to each other in general over the name of religion. Uh, still hasn't changed, and. Um, so a bunch of Catholics were like, you know what? Let's let, let's get rid of the establishment, and we'll we'll set it all up again, you know, and we'll have we'll, we'll put a Catholic king on the throne instead. So um, they put all these barrels of gunpowder um, in, underneath the houses of Parliament, and uh, the guy they elected to do the job uh, was uh, Guy Fawkes. So he was meant to like light the fuse 
and then just run away and then the whole thing would blow up but they got someone someone dubbed them in i think and mm-hmm. they were like oh yeah, yeah there's going to be a plot and they <laughs> the guards come downstairs and there's this poor guy forks just sitting with these barrels of gunpowder like oh hey how are you doing just chilling in the in the basement with with some gunpowder and uh yeah and then he was systematically killed and so uh it then launched a, a wave of you know of anti catholic sentiment and so the practice of um celebrating the fact that the king survived you know that was what that was what guy fawkes night was all about so so, so funnily enough it is also quite patriotic yeah kind of yeah it's kind of like the secret patriotic holiday because, well, because you're going, celebrating that they failed. Yeah, that you're they celebrating failed. that the houses of parliament didn't blow up. Yes, right? yes, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and, and isn't so, it true that sometimes people like burn Guy Fox in effigy? On, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you burn a guy, but but now you don't really burn, not a real guy. People, don't worry. yeah, not a real guy. It's it's like a scarecrow, uh, made with like you know right pillow cases and stuff and filled straw. with straw. And, yeah. Although nowadays it's really like it, you mostly burn like. Uh, controversial figures at the time, mm. you know. Um, I can think of a few people, but I, I, won't, I won't mention them because I don't want, don't want our podcast to get taken down. Um, and so, yeah, and typically uh, what happens is uh, local councils, uh, they'll... Uh, we used to have it at the rugby club near me, and um, they'd, uh, they'd put together, like, wood and stuff, and... They'd make a big bonfire, and then they'd set that on fire. And there's lots of, like, carnival stuff going on, so there are stalls. And you usually have, like, toffee apples and stuff. And there's always fireworks, and you just have big fireworks displays as, like, symbolic of the explosions that never happened. Hmm. And that's kind of, yeah. And that's, yeah. And that's really it. And there's a rhyme. Do you want me to do the rhyme? I found the rhyme. I found the whole rhyme, not just, like, a tiny bit of the rhyme. Well, I don't know if we should do the entire thing because it's quite long, isn't it? No, it's not long. Oh, okay. It's fairly short. I know the beginning of it. Are you ready? Remember, remember the 5th of November, gunpowder, treason, and plot. I see no reason. Nope, I'm done. I forget. Oh, no, you were right. <laughs> I was right? Yeah. Remember, remember the 5th of November with gunpowder, treason, and plot. I see no reason why gunpowder, treason should ever be forgot. Guy Fawkes, Guy, twas his intent to blow up king and parliament. Three score barrels were laid below to prove old England's overthrow. By God's mercy, he was catched with a darkened lantern and burning match. So holler, boys, holler, boys, let the bells ring. Holler, boys, holler, boys, God save the king. And what shall we do with him? Burn him. Wow. Excellent reading. Thank you very much. I love the use of holler. Holler. Literally, that's what it says. H-O-L-L-E-R. Holler, boys. Oh, holler. Yes, okay. I thought it was like holler. H-O-L-L-E. No. <laughs> not at all. Also, I like that um, in order to rhyme match, they just decided not to use the word caught and used the incorrect catched. catched. <laughs> they were a simple people. <laughs> that's great. Um, and very small. The only reason I know so much about the 5th of November is because of the movie they made about it. Which I found out recently. There's a movie about it? Is, yeah. It's like kind of a cult cult film in the US, but a lot of British people have never seen it. What film is this? V for Vendetta. Oh, yeah. Well, no, we've seen, of course we've seen V for Vendetta. Yeah, but that's the only reason most American people even know anything about Guy Fawkes Day. 
is from V for vendetta. Yeah, because he's supposed to be V. He's he, I mean, V. He's supposed to. He's V, and he's supposed to be like the New World's Guy Fox. And at the end of the movie, spoiler alert if you've never seen it, but it's very oh, old, yeah. so I'm allowed um, to spoil yeah, it. Yeah, if you don't, if you haven't watched V for Vendetta, go and watch that film. It's a really good yeah, film. Pause the podcast, mute or mute it for the next moment. But Rest he does peace, blow up the. He does blow up the parliament. Yeah, he yeah. blows up the houses of parliament. Yeah, so that's. I feel like I don't think I would have. I don't think we learned about that in history. There's no reason really for us to learn about it, and um, for Americans to learn about it in their history classes, because it's about your history. But that's the reason I know anything about. Um, Guy Fox Day is and Bonfire Night is because of that Even movie. Vendetta. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Starring Natalie Portman, who's not even British. Um. <laughs> but who is still a lovely actress. So hashtag please sponsor us. I love her. Um. That's that's my list of holidays. Do you have some other holidays on your list that you wanted um. to talk about? Oh, we have um, Pancake Day. Let's talk about Pancake Day, because Americans don't really have Pancake Day. We talked about it a little bit last episode. Oh, we did, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Pancake... So Pancake Day is Fat Tuesday. Yes. Fat Tuesday? Is that what you call it? (laughs) Yeah. So you don't even use Shrove Tuesday, or, like, it's just... Fat Tuesday. Fat Tuesday. Roll up for Fat Tuesday. <laughs> so, do you know why they eat pancakes on Shrove Tuesday? Yes, because, um, so it's the start of Lent, and um, because Lent in the Christian uh, holidays was meant to be a period of, like, fasting and stuff, you're meant to get rid of, like, all the sweet and fatty products in your house. Oh. So that you had, so that you, so that you couldn't succumb. So you had no temptation. Yeah, so you, so you couldn't be tempted to, you know. Um, oh yeah, Mardi Gras. I need to talk about Mardi Gras. Well, Mardi Gras is Fat Tuesday. That's, oh, but they're, they're two very different festivals then, because no, no, they're the same. It's all connected. Mardi Gras is the festival just before Lent begins. But I'd say, but Mardi Gras compared to. Pancake Day is like a whole other thing because it's like mass Mardi Gras is massive compared to because Pancake Day is hashtag quite a low key um, festival here in the UK. Everyone just does it to eat the pancakes and stuff. Right. Although I did pull up some interesting facts which happen uh, on Pancake Day here in the UK. Um, okay, so in uh, old because we have pancake races. <laughs> What's a pancake race? So uh, everyone in the race has a frying pan and a pancake and you have to run to the church because there's a story about how a woman on Shrove Tuesday was making pancakes but she was so engrossed she forgot she was going to go to church and then she heard the bells ring and she was like oh no I've got to go to church and then ran there still cooking her pancake oh my god that and, sounds um, aggressively unsafe the biggest the biggest uh, pancake race is in Olney Buckinghamshire and they have to run to the church they have to flip their pancake three times and then they have to run up to the bell ringer and they have to give him the pancake and the first to have their pancake eaten and get a kiss by him, I'm, I'm low-key, I'm not even joking, uh, wins the race. This sounds so made up, oh my god. It's not, it's not old New Buckinghamshire, have a look, have a look listeners, and then uh, write into us and say, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and another tradition in uh, Scarborough, Yorkshire, is they have a skipping on the uh, Scarborough Promenade by the sea and they have massive long ropes and everyone has a little has a little skip 
That's jump roping, for those of you who don't know what skipping means. In America, we call it jumping rope. They call it skipping or skipping rope here. Yes. Um, that's really... Those are the main ones. I mean, we all do Valentine's Day, and that's such a tired... Well, so world. just going back really quick to Pancake Day and Fat Tuesday and Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras literally means Fat Tuesday in French. So they are the same oh, thing. Oh, really? Mardi Gras. Fat Mardi. Tuesday. Yeah. Mardi Gras. Yeah. Fat Tuesday. You got it. Um, so talk about Mardi Gras, because Mardi Gras is quite a a big... It's, cause it's a bigger celebration, right, than... Fat, uh, not Fat Tuesday, a bigger it celebration than, Tuesday. than uh, Pancake Day. Yeah, but it's, well, it's a bigger celebration, but it's sub- it's the same kind of thing. I, at, the, at their roots, they're, they're, it's about, like, like you said, why it was pancakes is like you get rid of all of your sort of sweet temptations. Um, and this is like, Mardi Gras is like the celebration of epiphany. Um which is, you know, to kind of get get all of your fun stuff out before Lent begins. That sounds terrible. Fun stuff. Um, but... But it's more of a party, right, than... Yeah. Because Pancake Day, there's no party at all. Like, it's it's very... No, yeah, it's a huge... And, and in certain places, like I used to live in the Dominican Republic, there it's an, there are enormous celebrations um, with with parades and traditional costumes and everything and those are specific to the countries and obviously the place i mean you i'm sure you know this but the place where mardi gras is huge is new orleans in louisiana yeah in the south the the southern people are getting up and ready right, but, mardi but gras. especially louisianans and especially people who live in new orleans yes yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. i've never been there i've never been to mardi gras i've never actually been to new orleans i've only driven through louisiana so i'm not the person who should give any sort of specific facts about this but we do have a couple of friends who are from louisiana and so i'll get some i'll get some mardi gras facts from them and i'll share them next episode um because i'm sure they've got a lot to say about it um but i just looked and i just see that um it's called shrove tuesday because that comes from the word shrive which means confess so it's like confessing to prepare for lent yeah Right. That's what we call it, Shrove Tuesday. Right. Um, but Shrove Tuesday, Fat Tuesday, Pancake Day, Mardi Gras are actually all the same thing. So how about that? Interesting. We all just learn something. Although there's more celebrations together. behind Mardi Gras, right? Well, I don't know what you mean. Like, you know, it's like a carnival. Right. Well, in certain places, yeah, they do. And in New Orleans, they do this big celebration, but it's not... It is the same thing in in that like Mardi Gras literally means Fat Tuesday. It's all about the the, the moment before Lent begins, before Ash Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. So there you have it, folks. There it is. <laughs> so do you want to do your shout outs about um, from last episode about food? Yes. So um, it is very important that you know that grits are made from corn. This is what. Um, this is what my mother was intent on letting me know. Grits are made from corn. Um, and uh, I didn't know that because, as I said, I don't eat grits. So the other thing that I wanted to talk about um, that we sort of mentioned last week but didn't hadn't fully done the research on um, 
and after doing the research, it's kind of funny, um, is why Americans call them um, zucchini and eggplant, and mm-hmm. you all say courgette and aubergine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sort of goes to kind of what we thought, which is there is a French influence here because mm-hmm. of the proximity to France. Um, and um, so if we go with, we'll start with zucchini and courgette. Um, zucchini, which many my, many people who know language might be able to guess, comes from Italian. Um, and it's the diminutive of zucca, which means like gourd or pumpkin or squash. So it looks like a little squash, a zucchini. And that's why they call it that. And that is what made its way to um, the U.S. and Canada, weirdly. Um, and then courgette is the diminutive of courge, which means gourd as well. So little gourd, courgette. And that's what came over to the U.K. from France. Mm-hmm. So um, it makes sense because of the proximity, I think. <laughs> Funnily enough, when you see the little when you see eggplants before they're fully grown they kind of look like eggs when you see aubergine they look like eggs oh really and so well they're they're like white yeah they're white and they um they look like eggs they do look like eggs and so they just began to call them eggplants um because then they grew obviously more um they don't really know where aubergine has come from um they think maybe it's like a weird modification of brinjal, which is an Arabic word, or bandijan, which is an Arabic word. But basically, that's a word that's gone through such modification they can't really trace its roots back. Um, and so aubergine is just what you guys call it, and we call it eggplant because somebody was like, hey, that looks like an egg that's going to grow into a plant. We'll call it eggplant. <laughs> so that is, I found that interesting, and we hadn't done that research, so there you go. And that was all. Mostly she was just up in arms about the grits thing because uh, Leslie loves grits. So <laughs> those are our corrections from last episode. We want to invite you now, um, coming off of our holiday episode and back from our food episode, if you have any questions or suggestions or ideas or feedback, we would love to hear it. Um, we have an email. It's transatlanticismpod, P-O-D at gmail.com. Please send us your thoughts, feelings. Please um, send us your thoughts We'd and love to hear them. We'd love to hear them. We have something that we will talk about was from one of our listeners, my good friend Michael, um, who wants to talk about how, and I'd love to talk about this too, how um, in a lot of ways British people think a cup of tea can serve, can um, fix everything. And, you know, it's like, there's that joke online about, you know, if you're sad, put the kettle on. If you're angry, put the kettle on. If you're your legs broken put the kettle on (laughs) um so maybe we'll kind of dive into that and look at um the power of a cup of tea power of a cup of tea a cuppa if you're really doing it right and yeah we'd love to hear your ideas and thoughts um we're going to get into some more nitty-gritty stuff as we get on go further on um in discussing something i'm looking forward to discussing is regionality so the differences we have in america between regions the south the north the west the midwest and the same thing in this tiny little country that has lots of regions and really different vernacular dialect slang, um, even just right down the road from each other. Oh. So we'll talk a little bit about that as we go on as well. Again, that email, if you want to email us, is transatlanticismpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. 
And as always, please um, share this with your friends. We're now on iTunes, so if you can like us, give us a star rating, write a review, that will help us show up to other people. And we'd love that. We'd love to increase our listenership, and um, we're so glad that you spent this time with us. Rate, comment, subscribe. Oh, yes, and subscribe. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And again, thanks for joining us on uh, Transatlanticism. I'm Amelia. I'm Chris. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. Thank you.